Praise the Lord. This is a surprise to me, but it wasn't a surprise to God. And I've been waiting because he told me I would say this. But, you know, you just sit back and wait until God says, it's time. Um, in August, I spoke at a couple of rallies, one in Louisiana, one in, in um, Arkansas. And I spoke at a church in Texas. And the Lord started a process with this message. I tell you what, y'all just be seated for right, for right now because this is going to take a little bit. Y'all go ahead. Uh, just stay up here close. <laughs> but it may be a little bit. I don't want to just keep you keep you standing for a long time because I'm, I'm probably looking at a good 20 minutes here. So don't get in a rush because pastor told me to take my liberty. And when pastor says it's okay, it's okay. Okay. So the Lord started when I went to Texas. He gave me the first part. And then when I went to um, Louisiana, he gave me the second part. And when I get to Arkansas, he gave me an, a whole nother part of this. I'm not going to give you all three of those today, but I am going to give you probably the part at the end when I went to Arkansas. The Lord showed me some things in Arkansas that I had not seen before. You know, um, what I had done in Louisiana and in um, Texas, I had two trees. On this side, I had a dead tree. On this side, I had a living tree. And over here on the dead tree, there was a hose connected to a Bible, but it was disconnected in the middle. And around it, it had all kinds of items um, like laundry, uh, uh, magazines, movies. Um, it had even family. It had uh, things that men like, things that women like. Distractions. Not sin. Not sin. Just distractions. And this tree was connected to a Bible as well, but it was connected and it was green and it was lit. This tree was all lit. This tree was dead because it had gotten disconnected. You know, you can be a green tree and get disconnected and you die. You die. But right here on this tree, it was so lit but then, there was an area on this tree that got wounded. This tree was wounded in a, one area. It was all lit, but let me, let me read you the things that, got, that it, it got wounded with. It was wounded with guilt, shame, feelings of unworthy being unworthy. It was wounded in that same area with feeling a failure, feeling like a loser, feeling inferior, feeling defective, feeling worthless, rejection, feeling unloved, unwanted, feeling betrayed, feeling used, feeling disrespected and devalued, 
feeling helpless, feeling defenseless, feeling hopeless, feeling depression, feeling angry, feeling frustrated. That's what was in the, in the wound on this tree. All of these feelings. Now we're going to read. I'm going to read first the King James Version before I go to two other versions. This is what the Lord showed me. And I told my daughter, Lori, what I had seen in a vision, in an eye vision. I wouldn't say I was in another world, but I saw this literally. I saw Band-Aids. Band-Aids. And I thought, Band-Aids? And then, Lori, I was talking to Lori. I said, Lori, I don't know how this is going to fit with my message, but the Lord showed me today Band-Aids. I don't know what this means. And she said, oh, my mother, mother, oh, my, my Lord Jesus, mother. She said, I read the easy reader version today, and it said in Jeremiah 18 11, in the easy reader version, it said, they should bandage the wounds my people have suffered, but they treat their wounds like small scratches. They say, it's all right, it's all right, but it's not all right. It's not all right. Okay? I said, Lori, oh my Lord, what? I wonder what the message Bible says. She said, I don't know what it says. I said, Lori, I got a feeling this is connected to what the Lord showed me this morning. The Message Bible, Jeremiah 8 and 11. My dear daughter, my people, broken, shattered, and yet they put on band-aids saying, it's not so bad. I'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. It's not so bad. But things are not just fine. They're not. Picture this. Your child runs in from the outside, holding his finger, screaming at the top of his lungs. He won't let you look at it. He won't let you clean it. He won't let you put anything on it to keep it from getting infected. But what will he do? What will he do? He'll let you put a Band-Aid on it. Sometimes you've had to literally hold them down in a position they couldn't move so you could take care of the wound. Washing it, putting something on it so it wouldn't get infected. Of course, of course then a Band-Aid. But what if it's a major wound? A major wound caused by a back wreck on a gravel road and the wound is filled with debris. You can tell by looking at this wound, it's going to need more. It's going to need more than a Band-Aid. And it may even require stitches, so that's off to the quick care we go. What is the worst thing you could do to this major wound? The worst thing you could do to this wound is to completely ignore it. Just ignore it. Maybe because the child's afraid and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, so you just back off and cope with the tears, 
with the emotions, slap a Band-Aid on it, leaving all the debris and dirt inside. Expecting it to get well? No. First, you got to clean out the trash. You got to clean out the trash. That wound is not going to heal until you clean out the trash. If you don't, you can expect infection to set in and not only affect the wound, but maybe the whole body. The whole body's going to be affected because you're not willing. This tree is lit. It's doing everything it's supposed to do. Praying, fasting, connected to the word, everything, witnessing. But the wound right there, the depression, the anger, the frustration, uh, the shame, the guilt, there's a wound there. And suddenly... There's band-aids all over that spot in that tree, in that one spot, and the light goes out in that one area, that one area. How ridiculous it sounds for us to just ignore such a wound, knowing what we know, even with a minimal amount of medical knowledge, we know that the wound is not going to heal and may get severely infected without it being cleaned and the wound dressed to protect it. It doesn't really matter at this point how it happened. doesn't matter. Getting the wound healed and well again is of utmost priority. We don't need to know all the details. We've got to get healed. We've got to get the wound cleaned out and healed. The possibilities of why, in this case, it could have happened. Because number one, the child disobeyed and was in a dangerous place. He wasn't supposed to be there. He was told not to go there. Or the child was just riding along on a new bike and another child who was angry and jealous of that child's brand new shiny bike. He pushed him over, causing the accident. And then the third scenario could be the child was doing everything right. Everything right. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a dog chasing a cat ran out in front of him. And life happened. Life happened. The first accident was caused because child's disobedience. Child's disobedience. With the second accident being caused by someone else's actions of anger and disobedience. While the third accident was just life. Unavoidable life. What is the point? The point here is... At this point, it does not matter how or why the accident happened. His fault, someone else's fault, or nobody's fault. It's life. The next question is, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? We know and understand there's been an injury. And the result of that injury is a gaping, dirty wound. 
Does that child just sit and hold his injury filled with shame and remorse because of his disobedience? Maybe he's convinced that he needs to continue to suffer. Some of you have a wound and you think you need to suffer because you slipped up and did something wrong and you think you need to suffer for it. So he sits in the corner punishing himself while observing the wound he deserved, therefore letting it become red and swollen with infection. What about the second accident, which was caused by the angry, jealous child? Does he harbor bitterness, unforgiveness, while dramatically showcasing that injury to every person that will look at his ugly wound, demonstratively exclaiming, That monster, that's what he did to me. It's a terrible injury. I'll never forgive him. It's ruined my life. How could I forgive him? I'll never be the same. And we emphasize the point, monster. The monster should be punished. And we repeat those details over and over in our mind and to anybody that will listen, pointing out how unfair it was since this was not my fault. And I'm the one that's suffering for it. And if it was up to me to decide, he should never, ever get a new bike ever in his life. All the while, the wound is gaping open, still filled with debris, causing infection to set in and may even bring death because we hold on. The third accident was that it's no one's fault. It was just life, being human, being flesh and blood, being mortal. And we sometimes get injury. Injured, but just because we're human beings. We're living in a life, a fallen world that is not perfect. Don't expect perfection in your life to be perfect in this world. We're mortal. We injure one another, but we don't, we don't mean to. Sometimes we say something a little harshly or abruptly when our minds don't really mean it to sound like it did when it came out of our mouth. And someone's injured. So if there's no one else to blame, who do we blame? We blame God. I blame you, God. We sulk and pout, questioning God's love for us while waving that injury in his face. How unfair life is. You could have stopped this. You could have stopped it. They didn't have to die. You could have healed him. The problem with all three of these reactions is there's a wound. There's a wound. It needs to be healed. It really doesn't matter at this point who did what. The wound is becoming infected and could cause damage to the body that cannot be repaired. There's no other recourse for healing. Your only recourse at this point is to cry out to the great physician. You cry out 
and you ask him to wash you of the wound, it doesn't matter how it happened. Let it go. Let it go and be healed. Let it go and be healed. Do you want to be healed? That's the question. That's the next question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to get up in the morning with peace in your heart instead of frustration and feeling angry and feeling violated and feeling all these? Do you want peace? The only way you can get peace is to let it go. That doesn't mean that other person would never be punished. That doesn't mean they got by with it. That just means you're free. You're free. You're free. You can let it go. You see this tree right here? All those little band-aids in that one area and that place that went dark. When I cried out and I said, physician, heal me. I walk over and I grab a hold of that part of the tree and I jerk it. And you know what comes out? All of those band-aids. But behind it is a wiggling snake that's hanging from the back of the tree. And I throw it out there. And that snake, you know what that snake is? That's pride. That snake is pride. Because you don't want to let go. You want to hold it. That's your stinking pride. Let it go and be healed. Are they worth that? Are they worth it? For you to go to hell over things that you've held in your spirit and your heart, you've got to let it go. Now that place is void. It's empty and it's dark in that one area. So, what do you fill that with? And there was laying down a great big snake. I picked it up and I shoved it into that tree in that area. Because once you're hurt and wounded this way, the spirit of fear, that spirit of fear that this may happen to me again. So I'm going to put a wall around me and I'm not going to let anybody get close to me again. And I'm, I'm going to just keep them at a distance. But you know what? If you're not connected to people in love, in mercy, then you stop living. You start dying. You've got to let go. Take that spirit of fear that you've replaced in that area and cast it out and put the word. Pick it up. Put the word of God because it is a light. It is the light. It will light your path. It will show you truth. It will reveal things to you about you so you can go to heaven. Stand up. Pastor. Okay. This is church today. I know God spoke to somebody. I know he spoke to more than one somebody. I imagine he spoke to about all of us. Because I know what I felt. Such an anointing. But you see the mercies of God that wants to wash you. He's the great physician. If you need healing, would you just say, okay, I need healing. I don't care how it happened. I don't care who did it. Maybe you did it yourself. It's okay. Just come tell him you need to be healed. You're tired of the frustration, the anger, the torment, the depression, the fear, the shame, the guilt, feeling 
rejection. He's not going to reject you. He's your heavenly father. And he is a great physician. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Is that what you need today? Do you need a counselor? Do you need a God? Do you need a counselor or a Prince of Peace? How about a father? A perfect father. It's open. Healing. I feel healing. You got to cry out for it, God. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. I'm tired. I'm tired of my depression. I'm tired of feeling unwanted and unloved. I'm tired. I cry out to you this morning. I need you, Jesus. You see me, God, but you love me. You will provide for me. You are my father. You will never reject me, God. You will never reject me. You are my peace. I need peace, God. I need peace today. I need you, Lord. Cleanse me, God. Cleanse me of every wound, of every unclean thing. Cleanse my thoughts. Cleanse my ways. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, God. I've been ugly. I've had an ugly spirit. I want to be cleansed today, God. I need you. I need you, God. Oh, I cry out to you, Lord. Oh, God. I got to go to heaven. You're coming soon. You're coming soon. I let this thing go. I let it go. I release it today. I release it. I release it in Jesus' name. I forgive them, Lord. I forgive them today, God. Oh, it's about you, God. I do this for you and for me, God. I know, God, you paid a price. You paid for my sins and you forgave me, God. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's not worth it. Let it go. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Oh, be healed. Be healed, people. Be healed. Your Father wants you to be healed. Your Father wants you. Forgive God for not stopping it. Forgive God for not stopping it. He let it happen. You got to forgive him. He's God. He's God. He's working all things for your good. He's working all things for your good. Adorarararia sayararararia.